0: Welcome back to Beards and Brews. Hey, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and ring that little bell. Not only does it help us out, but you'll know when we have another one brewing. This week's movie is going to be The Polar Express, starring Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks. Fellas, what would you think of The Hanks Express?
1: Also, if you didn't notice down in the, the credits of IMDb, Tom Hanks is in this one.
2: Boy, oh boy. Hanks on a Train. (laughs) yes it is
0: this movie is like so well crafted but just in the wrong direction man this movie's a weird one
1: okay i just want to get this out of the way right now i hate christmas movies just like almost all of them really almost all of them i hate them so let me get that out of the way before we say anything about this film
0: now, oh, I get it. All those Hallmark movies are just like the complete copy-paste dumpster fire trash you could possibly imagine. This, this has like artistry behind it, but man, does this train soar into the biggest uncanny valley I have ever experienced.
1: Yeah, that's a phrase that we're going to bring up a lot is the uncanny valley. And if you don't know, that is when something looks almost real enough to be human. It is almost dead on, but just far away that... It's weird and uncanny.
2: Yeah, so it looks like this weird PS1 game, but <laughs> works. Like, if you were trying to play Alan Wake... Oh,
0: no, Alan Wake looks way better than this sometimes. Because, like, it has all the Uncanny Valley once more. Like, it'll have moments of, like, visual brilliance. I'm like, man, this is whimsical as fuck, and I'm along for the ride. Then that dumbass kid looks straight to the camera. I'm like, oh! oh, God, please put it away.
1: You know, I'll give it this. For the most part this movie looks fine it looks good even appealing it's just every once in a while you'll get like a look in the eyes and it's always the eyes where you're like Ugh, i
2: don't like that so the uncanny valley thing that you guys are talking about it, it's so fucking weird to see these characters because they look like something out of a playstation one cutscene come to life and there's a young kid and he's the one that bothers me, the poor boy Billy. And no matter oh, when yeah. you see him, he looks way off.
0: Fucking Billy, man.
1: Yeah, like the the little kid to me reminds me of like uh, what's his name, Stewie from Malcolm in the Middle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. he's got like the like the small face, it, big yes. ears, looking
2: dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my exact note, Chandler. Is Malcolm in the Middle kid?
1: Probably a victim of fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah, that guy.
2: You <laughs> can tell. It's all in the chin. But yeah, like, everybody (laughs) looks
0: weird. It's just so odd. Like, I know they're trying to go for the realism and everything, but it's almost like the body and maybe, like, the head itself is almost stationary and the face is trying real hard to emote.
1: Yeah, something that I've noticed is that, uh, like like, just about everything is spot on as far as, like, the movements of, like, the body itself. But when they try and do movements of the facial features, it's just a little bit too slow and cumbersome to the point where, like, you're looking at it and you're like, is this a robot? What is going on here? Oh
0: man, There's actually an instance like that when we get into, um, I don't know, ghosts or whatever. And some dude's trying to act like Santa Claus. And he's like doing Mr. Roboto on top of a train. I'm like, this is unsettling.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot of plot to this movie, but let's go ahead and toss something out there. Like, it's Christmas Eve. Little boy. He's like 12 years old. He's like, I don't know if I believe in Santa Claus anymore. I don't know. Maybe I'll just go to bed. Knock, and knock, it's that's... the Polar
2: Express. Yes, and he goes and gets abducted by CGI Tom Hanks.
0: <laughs> it's so weird, man. Just, like, knowing that, like, Tom Hanks is, like, the voice <laughs> and the motion capture of this particular character, mm-hmm. but it's not his face. And I'm just like, okay, that's disconnect number one.
1: But it's almost his face.
0: Yes, that that's <laughs> what's wrong, is that it's almost his face. And that alone just makes you feel like, Why is this CG? Just slap some makeup on the man and just, like, make a movie at this point.
1: That's what I was thinking. You've got all the the motion capture right there anyway. You've got the voice actors anyway. Just
0: make
2: it a real fucking thing. And then they could have just used it for the Disney ride. Yeah. Hell, why not?
0: But no, we get this, uh... Okay, I'll give this movie a little benefit of the doubt. There are moments, like I mentioned, which are very whimsical, very fantasy-esque, and I love the visual cues, but you can definitely tell like what's taken from the book and what's just like just jammed in there because when the train actually pulls up to the house and the snow fog clears, that's brilliant. That looks fucking cool. I'm just like, all right, the mood is set. What's next? Welcome aboard chance. I'm like, no. All right. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And the illusion's over. Ah,
2: snow piercer, the humble CG beginnings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Captain America can't save us though.
2: The, but the hero of this movie to me was the music. Like that was the yeah. only time I felt inspired or jolly or anything. Mm. But it also had that weird Bioshock feel. Sometimes the music was really <laughs> cute, and you went oh And then whenever we get they get to the North Pole, the music is very changed. It's like classics. Oh, oh, here's the here, perfect example when horror movies use gospel mm-hmm. music. Yeah. No,
1: you you think Bioshock? I went Fallout.
0: Like, that whole town looks like a
1: Fallout fucking shelter.
0: I'll go with both, because some of the music in the middle, I'm just like, oh, yes, there's always a man, and there's always a train. (laughs) No.
2: Did you guys uh, get annoyed by the the dork kid who was 100% the voice from the dork guy from Critters 2?
0: Yeah, Drew Carey.
1: Man, that kid needs punched in the fucking face. (laughs) Like, every time he's on screen, I just want to, we get it.
0: He's almost like the embodiment of, like, Fran Drescher's
2: voice. Like, every time he just opens his face, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, dude. He he was a big drag on this movie. So they all get in the little train, and you're introduced to the ragtag band of kids who apparently, for the first time ever being on or having heard of said Polar Express, know (laughs) all the words to the Polar Express song. maybe it's like a well-known song in there,
1: like a a Christmas song, like a traditional Christmas song in their world. I don't know. I've never been to Grand Rapids, Michigan, so who knows?
2: (laughs) Their world, Grand Rapids,
0: Michigan. (laughs) This is very specific. But like, given how this movie has literally nothing to do with actual Christmas and it's only about getting gifts, maybe it's just like all capitalism. Maybe these songs are just like Oscar Mayer tunes
2: yes oh it could be jingles yeah. it's just things that you're gonna hear on the amusement park ride like could it be
1: like that? the polar express is actually like a product maybe these kids have to pay oh, for something man. once they get back their parents it's, might it's, get a bill for like 300 bucks
0: you're totally on point this is like a giant oscar meyer holiday mobile.
2: <laughs> yeah that that's exactly what this is whenever they get on the train and the ragtag group is there what fucking kills me absolutely kills me is he's like tickets tickets you know that you just abducted this child how's he gonna have a ticket
1: <laughs> right and he's, he's like in his best like absolute tom hanks voice because he is tom hanks but he's trying here he's like uh maybe look in your pocket try your other pocket
0: yeah i'm like all right flanders you get a little creepy knock it off yeah dude he's yeah. talking about his prison pocket um... <laughs> He does start searching around. He's like, wait a minute.
1: But despite there being an entire train car full of kids here, we only really care about four of them. Really, we only care about, if I'm being honest, none of them. But we only <laughs> see four of yeah. them. There's there's the main kid whose name I don't think we ever learn. There's the little girl. There's the annoying kid with the glasses, Drew Carey. And there's the <laughs> the last kid that gets picked up is this poor kid named Billy who lives on the other side of the tracks. Oh man,
0: the and the only reason why we remember him because he's just really that's it. He's just you know.
2: By the way, I remember him because he was almost willing to die for a Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be a PS4. I could,
1: I could take that home and sell it to buy food.
2: No. Yeah, did you
0: see the see the house he came out of? Those are cold cuts. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh look, you Gus is a pastrami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, wait a minute pastrami's kind of nice <laughs> i'm getting hungry
0: oh man but the movie kicks off like immediately right so <laughs> like they're doing the whole ticket thing and it's just it's superfluous whatever like i guess it tries to add a little character to the conductor hanks or whatever but mm-hmm. he just comes off as fucking weird
2: yeah
1: like there is a little bit of that where you're like what does he know and how does he know it is he
2: spying on some people or where'd that yeah. ticket come from All of this has that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake vibe. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's actually pretty spot on because the entire time he has that, like,
2: cynical playfulness,
0: and you're just like, okay, what is this going to amount to? I know it's nothing, but please tell me something.
2: Hey, little girl, I'm going to take you to the back of the train. And it's just like, Uh, wait,
0: what? It's like, oh, wait, we're not alone. Billy's back there. Um, you got a
2: ticket, kid? Yeah, (laughs) I'm about to punch her ticket. Oh, oh no! Why? Is, yeah, I, I thought he was like a a special character or something, like another Tom Hanks version, like baby Tom Hanks, because oh, he sits Hanks. in the back all by himself, segregated.
0: <sighs> I don't even know why that's a thing. It was never explained why he's why he basically ousted himself. Like he chose to be back there. Like all the rest of the kids are like, "Hey, get on the train. We got your back, buddy. Come on." And he finally gets on. He's like, "Later." Maybe he was just tired, out of breath.
1: I don't know. Wanted to, you know, settle himself down. He just had to run after a fucking train.
0: In not so, like,
1: yeah. So, give him a second, man. <laughs> I like that Chandler's got his back. <laughs> I mean, I know if that was me, I would need a second before I, you know, join those crazy kids that are up there singing about this train that I've never fucking heard of before.
0: <laughs> he just has to, like, compose himself in order to be like, hey, fellas, <laughs> Guys, ready to burn your esophaguses with some hot cocoa, dude? Okay. The hot
1: cocoa looked pretty good, though. This was a rough scene for me. Was it? This was kind of fun for me. You know, you got a little, you got the waiters coming in doing their little um, dance song and dance.
0: It was just so extra, so fast. Like mm. I wasn't prepared for this. Like it was very, I'll say low key. Yeah, a train pulled up out of nowhere. This is fucking weird. Tom Hanks being extra weird. But like, I was like, okay, this is kind of like storybook fantasy i'm like i'm kind of on board pun intended and then like this explosion of just like and all the kids are just like wow this is amazing i'm like no it's not i'm annoyed
2: yeah what disney princess is on this fucking train tom hanks yes (laughs) do our best do our best Stole right from fucking beauty and the beast and ejaculating hot cocoa all over the place into people's cups I don't know. I, I didn't like it. And the movie started weird, but this was even so, like you said, so much more over the top that I was confused as to why.
0: And I think the scene, not only is it like supposed to be used to like get Billy kind of like by himself in his own little cocoa, but there's also that weird thing about the tickets again. Like for some reason, the, the little black girl's ticket whose name escapes me. Well, her ticket sentient. Yes. For yeah. whatever reason.
2: It, it's She's like a, about, like a bug or something. <laughs> You talking about, like, when we get our first taste of Polar Express, the ride, and the ticket flies out, is swept away by wolves, snatched by an eagle, vomited out by an eagle, carried down a river, and then somehow falls off a cliff as a snowball, goes under the train, hits a hobo, and then ends back in the kid's hand.
0: I just hate to think about, there's a boardroom, and one of my favorite directors, Robert Zemeckis, is like, okay, uh, what happens after it's a snowball? Yeah, yeah, that's good. This is good.
1: Now we're going to have to baby bird it.
0: <laughs> yes. we got to right.
1: foreshadow Hobo Hanks. Don't forget him. Oh, Oh yeah. But I'll tell you what this scene reminds me of is, do you remember, did you guys watch The Office? There's an episode where they're trying to make a commercial about Dunder Mifflin, and it's like we just watch a piece of paper through the whole like thing, and it just keeps getting handed off to one thing or another and another, and it ends up being thrown into a garbage can or whatever and pulled back out. And it's like, oh, Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. That's what this scene is.
0: Well, I can't even give the movie credit because this is all just so Billy can get his Wonder Welcome Ale.
1: You think they're going to give a Wonder Welcome Ale to a kid? I mean, they might. You see that mustache on Tom Hanks? But anyway, what I've got here today is from Samuel Smith's Brewing Company out of, I don't know, England? Somewhere in England. I don't know. This is their 2021 Winter Welcome Ale. This is always a good one as far as I'm concerned. Give me just a second.
0: In the meantime, we'll just have a musical number in the back of the train.
2: Yes. If you look upon the stars at Christmas, is a reality.
0: To be honest, that was the only part of the movie where I connected with like the little kids, because he was just standing there, just like what. <laughs>
1: All right, so Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome Ale. I've had other iterations of this before. This is the first time I've had the 2021 edition. Seems pretty similar. Got a lot of, like, bread and raisin. It's a little hoppy. It's definitely got, like, a big malty base for you to just warm up to. This is a pretty well-balanced, if not unremarkable beer. Very drinkable, very warming, very comforting. It smells pretty boozy despite only being 6% alcohol, but that's part of the, the welcome part, isn't it? You should have it next time you're on the Polar Express. But you won't be on the Polar Express Portland. because you're you are under 21 and you shouldn't drink if you're under 21.
2: <laughs> Good save. Good save. <laughs> the only person drinking on the Polar Express was uh, old Hobo Hanks, and he was brewing up some sort of prison sock fucking stew or some shit. The
0: kid was totally into it. He, like, horked down that entire cup before he's like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. There was a
1: sock in there.
0: Well, since we're on the topic of Ghost Hanks, what was the whole point of this character? Like, was he the Christmas Um, spirit or some bullshit like that? Because legitimately, he was just there to just tie scenes together that didn't have any other connective tissue.
1: No, you're absolutely right. He's just a hobo on top of a train playing a (laughs) (laughs) hurdy-gurdy. He's just there. And honestly, I'm all for it, because the voice that Tom Hanks uses here... Is like he's basically trying to sound like Tom Waits. You know, yes. I'm all for this character. Let's just have it. I'm I'm, I'm, moving I'm a
2: hobo <laughs> guy on a top of a train. <laughs> <laughs> they could have just gotten Tom Waits.
0: Note the self we probably watch robots.
2: <laughs> yes. Robots is good.
0: But like the movie puts on like the train brakes and like everything stops. And we just have this interaction between Ghost Hanks and this kid. And it's just, like, it feels like they're trying to get across some kind of, like, holiday schmaltz. Like, if this were, like, a Spielberg film, like, this would be, like, almost like a heartwarming moment where he has something incredible to say. But, like, you know, you don't quite get it now. But, like, in the last half of the movie, like, oh, okay. He learned the true meaning of Christmas.
2: No. The only thing he's trying to teach this kid is where the hog is on the train.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, out of context, that sounds a little bit, I mean, yeah, you're right. Where are we going?
2: (laughs) I'm going to show you the hog. It's like
1: Stop, man. (laughs) Fucking quit. But but why? Because there's only an inch of clearance between you and the tunnel. So we got to, I don't know. You could just slip down between the cars.
2: That seems like the best route to me. He's talking about a hog and very little clearance to fit into a tunnel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, at this point, the kid's dead. He has passed away. Mm -hmm. Like, he's gone to hell, and that's where we are.
1: (laughs) He's going to be a big old potato pancake.
0: (laughs) Oh, they're just going to call him Lotka from now on.
1: Yep. But, you know, this just happens for a minute. The hobo, for whatever reason, has skis. And I don't know, man. He disappears in like a puff of snow.
0: And this was all just to get him to the front of the train where more shenanigans that kind of just happen can happen. Yeah,
1: he jumps down into the coal car, I guess is what it is, and it spits him out where the girl is, like the, the little black girl from earlier, and she's mm-hmm. conducting.
0: But why is she conducting? Oh, because the actual conductors are in the front of the train trying to replace Ann light bulb.
1: That seems like an OSHA violation to me.
0: Well, boy, oh, boy, just wait until you find out what they use for the train
2: horn. It's a ginger lad. Dude. Oh. Butterbean the... <laughs> and that fucking ginger dude. Were fucking the Butter Bean. Butterbean. Butterbean,
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Like, I don't know if
0: they're supposed to be, like, comic reliefs, but the whole time I'm just like, these fellows are special. I'm going to try yep. not to make these guys mad.
1: Like, the one long-haired guy, like, he's definitely straight out of, like, a an old Looney Tunes cartoon where Bugs Bunny goes down to, like, Kentucky, and, you know, he's sitting down, like, <laughs> sipping on, like, a thing of... It's not moonshine, but it's got three X's on the bottle, you know three what I'm X's. talking about?
0: He's the kind of guy who says something first to Bugs, like, looks like you made a wrong term
2: at Albuquerque, and Bugs is like, yeah, dude. <laughs> then the banjo fires up.
1: <laughs> yeah, but... These characters don't have a purpose. I don't know. You get no. to tug on that one guy's beard and he becomes a caribou whistle here in a second. That's about it. Aside from that, this is like five minutes of wasted film. Can we discuss that the
2: Polar Express is fucking junk? It wa- <laughs> yeah. it runs once a year and we've already got a light out. Um, the brake handle isn't working. The train coupling seems to keep failing. There's There's a lot of issues with this train that runs once a year full of children. Again, a lot of OSHA violations.
0: I, I don't know, man. See, that's what happens when you put a giant piece of machinery into the care of Butterbean.
2: Yeah. Well, I thought that's what happened whenever you put the care of a giant machine in the hands of people who watch too much Tokyo Drift.
0: Dude. Okay, oh. so before we get there, we have to talk about the very long and superfluous roller coaster ride that the Polar Express decides to just ride on.
1: And when you say roller coaster, it's an actual roller coaster ride. Like, I'm surprised. Like, is this a ride somewhere? Because it it needs to be. Like, it has to be. Just like for marketing reasons, right? Was this movie in 3D?
0: I don't know, but it oh, definitely feels I, like the kind of kids' movie that's like the only reason it, this exists is because it was a 3D ride.
1: Yeah, this came out in in 2006. It has to
0: have been released in 3D for sure, right? Ugh, I don't know. But like, I was over it immediately kind of like the hot chocolate scene it was just so extra like mm-hmm. goodness stop i get it and then like not only does it do it once but twice and the yes. second time tom hanks is like oh i guess you weren't impressed by the first roller coaster ride i'm gonna take this ride with you and just softly kind of yep i'm just gonna tie you to the front of this fucking train you little shits."
1: yeah we're, we're on the front of a locomotive accelerating uncontrollably going toward glacier gulch which is the steepest downhill grade in the world Thanks for that exposition, uh, Tom Hanks.
0: Just in case the movie takes you out of Mm it. Just in case.
1: (laughs) Then, oh no, there's ice that's frozen over the tracks. What are we going to (laughs) do? That's the whole shtick. What are we going to do? That's the whole scene. Okay, so I've got questions about this. This is ice that's frozen over the tracks. So there is train track here, but everything that we see cracking is just a lake. So they... Did they just build train tracks over top of a lake? What are we doing here, guys? What are they doing in Canada? This has to be Canada at this point. We're going from Michigan to the North Pole. What are we doing, Canada?
0: Well, if I can rely on another Alan Wake reference, maybe it's not a lake. It's an ocean.
2: I don't think that makes it any better. It was just Fast and Furious, that exact scene from that one fucking movie where they drift across the ice while they're getting chased by a tank or some nonsense.
0: When did this movie come out? 2004 or something?
2: 2006.
0: Oh, no, I think that's the same year that uh, Tokyo Drift came out. So maybe they were just like,
2: what are the kids into these days? Hmm." Oh, my God. So this whole movie is about Christmas spirit, all that. We have drifting trains. What if instead of Tom Hanks, they would have cast Vin Diesel? And he's like, hold on to the train, kids. It's all about
0: family. Yeah. Yes, so that's why he's collecting all his kids. He's
2: collecting yes.
1: his family. Beautiful. That is the most ambitious crossover event of all time.
0: <laughs> that would make the whole scene where Tom Hanks takes his cap off more entertaining because like instead of him having a bald head, it's just like Vin Diesel with like long locks of hair. Yeah, no. it just <laughs> spills actions. out.
1: Yeah, Uh, so once they miraculously get across this lake or ocean or whatever it is that they have, for some reason, built train tracks across, the next thing they do is they go up this mountain or something. I don't know. While they're going up the mountain, they run into a car of, like, old toys that have been discarded. This part doesn't fucking matter at all, either.
0: No. This scene alone made me think of just like, man, this is way more terrifying than it should be. And then I start noticing like little nuggets like this through the rest of the movie. I'm like, what are they trying to tell kids? Okay,
1: I've got an idea. All right. Universal, any of those theme parks, let's make the Polar Express an actual ride, but let's make it the Haunted Polar Express. Mm i try now. That ghost upstairs makes a lot more sense. These creepy dolls make a little bit more sense. It's a thrill ride, guys.
0: The inclusion of Tom Waits makes absolute sense. Absolutely. A hey, uh, no Universal
1: track. Studios. Let's get let's get on that. Sponsor us or oh, something.
2: Oh man! Could you imagine like every ride you took and like if it was the Jaws ride, you got the narrator and over here is the shark. Uh oh! You got him being the tour guide. Like, yeah, I know everything about the Polar Express. I'm so fucking dorky. Don't you oh. wish you could just beat me in the head?
0: Man, I really hate how close you are to that. I'm gonna throw him to the shark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that it's mechanical. I'll just like throw him in like the machine.
0: Oh, no. See what We're happens. A bigger dork. Like, like, throwing a kid to the shark seems kind of bad, but, like, watching Chandler throw the perfect spiral is going to be very, very satisfying. Ooh!
2: Wow, your Coriolis effect is wonderful. Chomp. <laughs> Can
0: that...
1: I just say once again, man, fuck that kid.
2: Yeah, feed
0: him to Tom Waits.
1: <laughs> Actual <laughs> cannibal Tom Waits.
0: He just smokes him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, uh, that, that idea alone sounds like a fantastic ride. Unfortunately, we're teleported back to just outside the north pole and like another great image of like the train going up the spiral hill and everything. Got the music going. You're like, "All right, this is what the movie's supposed to feel like." Mm-hmm. And then cut to more character interaction. Why? Yeah, but we do get a nice while we're going up, we get
1: that image of the northern lights, which looks pretty. Aurora it's something. Aurora
2: Borealis.
1: Yeah, the Aurora Borealis. It's it's nice. It's quaint. It happened. It did. It's something to look at, other than these fucking faces.
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm with you on that. Now, right after they get up the spiral conch shell seashell mountain, (laughs) you're greeted with arched bridges with lights and a town that looks exactly like one of those miniature dioramas that you would see at a Michaels. It looks way too perfect.
1: Like, everything is super square, and it's like a very... Brand new college campus. It's like a college campus that nobody has ever stepped foot on.
0: I think the thing that inched me in the wrong direction as soon as I saw this like little town is like it was completely barren of any kind of life. And, and I know the movie goes out of its way. It's like, ah, oh, it's like they're all in the center of town. That's why, but like everybody, like this place is abandoned. Tom Hanks took this kid here, kind of, you know, red flag, red flag.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when when they get off the train and everything, the one little boy stays behind, and it's like, hey. We got we got to go back for him. Why is he still
2: sticking around? What's he doing? And they say, hey, Billy, what's the matter? And he goes, I'm scared of elves. <laughs> hey, Billy, what are you doing? Billy, turns out,
1: turns out he came from a long line of dwarves and they have uh, they have bad feelings toward elves.
2: Long standing <laughs> bad blood with these fucking yeah, sure. elves.
1: But no, but the sad little boy in the back is just like, oh, no, Christmas never works out for me.
0: Now I'm going to ruin it for everybody else by ruining the production line.
2: Oh, Man. Come with me if you want to be jolly. I'd rather just sit <laughs> around and be sad. And their train car uncouples magically and sends them into the heart of the operation and yeah. this is where I said I got the Bioshock vibe. We have one of those train turnstiles that uh, oh, rotates yeah. in a circle, mm-hmm. and then they can choose which track they take, much like Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. And the music is playing, I don't fucking know, jingle bells or something, but it's like jingle oh, bells, jing, jing, jingle bells, jing,
0: No, no, I absolutely understand. Like the rest of this movie, like in this little interval, has this like really creepy liminal vibe. Like all that music. All that music's being pumped through like speakers. It's almost like you're in an empty mall for the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah, like think about all the words that we're using here, all the things that we're comparing it to: Bioshock, Fallout. We're talking about the Uncanny Valley. Man, this is a cri- like a children's Christmas movie, but it's
0: just so fucking creepy. Yes, absolutely. Like, it seems like at every turn there's, like, another giant empty room that feels like it used to be jolly and full of workers or something like that. And it's just, like, extra depressing. Yeah, suddenly. it'll look
2: like a fallout shelter, a legitimate fallout shelter. Did did we mention that the train station turnstile is built directly over a bottomless ice pit? Uh, we didn't mention that, but that's a good point.
1: Kind of fucking scary. Why is that up there?
0: That's where they kick all the elves <laughs> that don't comply.
2: Santa walks out, and he's like, This is North Pole! Starts kicking him down the (laughs) fucking hole. Oh, yeah.
1: I like that. I want the Santa from, like, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, though. That guy had some balls. The Santa's a fucking pussy.
0: This Santa's Tom Hanks.
1: None of his other characters look like real people, but he looks the farthest from a
2: real person.
0: This Santa is the least people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He is a CGI cutscene of Santa wearing an Instagram filter. It's,
0: It's really rough. So, like, they go through this, like, bullshit journey, the three kids, and they wind up in Santa's sack, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, they do. Santa's ball sack just being carried through the air through a Zeppelin.
1: Yeah, and it's it- another just, like, string of, I'm not going to say unfortunate events, but wild circumstances cause them to go through, like, you know, you got these conveyor belts and everything. It's an exciting kind of thing for them to just end up here and, oh, look, guess who else is here? That annoying kid that we tried to leave behind.
0: Yes, like, Why? I understand that movie time-wise, we got to the North Pole like 20 minutes too early. But, like, they just decided to fill it with just, like, legitimate nonsense and dissociative connective tissue just to get them to meet Santa.
2: Well, well it made me feel a lot better whenever they knocked down the star crushing around 20,000 elves.
0: <laughs> that shit looked it heavy, then yeah.
2: sent the reindeer into a frenzy. They trampled, uh, like, 100 people, killing 16. But no, those those elves are legit though.
1: They're like paratroopers. They're coming down guns blazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But like, it's an extended period of time. The star falling off the tree, mm-hmm. and like they're diving after it to catch him. Like, why are they falling faster than gravity? Because they are
1: um, smaller than gravity
0: uh, uh... <laughs> affects elves less, thus they can avoid any kind of.
1: It's the North Pole. There's less gravity up there uh, because of the. Uh, Aurora, uh, the Coalialis. It just is, damn it!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mama said them elves are so short (laughs) because the gravity don't smoosh them up. (laughs) That's exactly what happened.
0: Mama said, Mama said, Mama said. (laughs) See,
1: the elf season is in the summer, but the summers are so short up there uh, because the gravity is higher in the summer, but in the winter, there's less gravity. That's what's going on here. Um, And you can't tell me any otherwise.
0: I like how all three of us have devolved into Charlie from Always Sunny (laughs) to try to figure this shit out on the board. (laughs) There's something here. Oh, man. Well, that investigatory tangent aside, uh, they meet Santa. That's it.
1: Yeah. uh, And, man, if we hadn't said it before, this Santa looks creepy. Just
0: just fake. Yeah, just awfully, like you said, porcelain. He -hmm. has, like... An introduction equivalent of like what Elvis had back in his heyday for whatever the fuck reason. Like even though like all these elves are his employees, they're like,
1: Fuck yeah, rock star Santa, there he is. Is that is that Jeff Bezos? No, yeah, they <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love how everybody's excited except that one guy's like, is that Jeff Bezos?
1: Hey, hey, son of a bitch, Santa. I had to piss in a Gatorade bottle. <laughs>
0: Oh,
2: Santa's a shithead, by the way. Oh, nice. I was I was shook by this scene because the elves were more excited than the children. Like the elves were going fucking batshit, and the kids were just like, "I guess they're Santa." Is that is that him? The guy? He's skinnier than I thought he'd be. Huh. Pretty much, and he's like, "Hey, little boy, do you believe in me?" He's like, "Fuck yeah, dude, bro. What you got for me?" He's like, "Trick the scary barrel." He's like, "What a fucking jip." The yeah. end. At <laughs> yeah. oh, the end no he asked for that thing or whatever
1: yeah like it's supposed to be like a big thing like who's gonna get the first gift of christmas and we know it's gonna be charlie that's not his name but of course this is charlie in <laughs> the chocolate factory the main kid i'm calling him charlie the annoying kid is like your gift is gonna be Maybe shut up a little bit and have some humility. That's your gift.
0: Oh man, the kin- <laughs> I, I absolutely wish that little kid was like, "Eh, what's the first gift of the year?" And Santa just decks that little shit. Yes. <laughs> Turns out the first gift was them hands.
2: Santa, what would you bring me this year?
0: The beef. <laughs> no, <laughs> Start <I'm>
2: swinging. <laughs>
1: yeah. But the little girl, he's like, "Your gift is—I don't even remember what what he gave her—is like, you- you've got leadership skills." Here's a gun. <laughs> and then for the little boy, I I honestly walked in expecting the first gift to be the little like the little poor boy probably yeah. should have been. Probably Absolutely. Been. Really?
2: Yeah, he had the he had the story arc for this. He went from being a poor introverted child with no friends to top of the world. 100%. Well,
1: you, you like made the... a couple friends. That's fucking good enough for you, kid. I'm giving the first gift of Christmas to your buddy over here, who lives a oh nice uh, middle class life.
0: That was the biggest issue with me. Like, I totally thought, save all the other complaints that I had about this movie. Like, I thought like Chuck Charlie would just be like, he would get picked because he's the main character. But then he would do Absolutely. the the great Christmas thing of giving. Just be like, no, give it to Billy. He deserves it. Absolutely. No, he dunks it immediately. Give me the bell.
1: I want it. I'm gonna put it in my pocket that just happens to have a hole in it.
0: And Billy just over there's like, man, that elf took my fucking present.
2: He's like, oh wow, this is so great. I was gonna wish that my mom and dad were getting a divorce, but I guess <laughs> <the> Bell's okay.
0: <laughs> uh, like, it's funny that you mention that because like, well, you know, on their way back they have to drop all the kids off just in reverse order. And when they go drop Billy off, he immediately runs inside and he finds the present that the elf took away from him. But he runs all the way outside onto his porch to show everybody that it's there. And Mm -hmm. I half expected his parents to run after him with a belt. Get the fuck (laughs) back in the house. It's cold as fuck. Oh, no.
1: Before we get too far past it, there's something I can't skim over. There is something. Just, it's aching at me. All right, back at the celebration when, you know, Santa comes out and gives out the first gift of Christmas, there is a performance the oh, elves yeah. have a band and the lead singer is steven tyler
0: i i don't know man i guess i uh, i guess i forgot to pick up tickets for like elvis smith or something like that
1: oh
2: it's elvis smith i like what, yeah
1: what the no, fuck no does steven tyler have to do with anything Make it make it, fucking Michael Buble. Do
0: anything. I'm pretty sure this movie came out in a time when all the Shrek movies were ending with a musical number. So they absolutely had to have one, too. Fucking Aerosmith? It's what? not even Aerosmith. It's just Steven Tyler. And as an elf. It's not just Steven Tyler. Just so
1: the viewers know, this is Steven Tyler, but as an elf. And It makes no
2: fucking sense. Little Billy's sitting over there like oh, wow, it's Elvis Smith. You think I can get an autograph for Christmas? And he's just like, dream home. Dream home.
0: <laughs> oh, Either it. that or Santa's just like, I'm not busy giving out these hands. Doof. <laughs> and <It> just starts <laughs> just
2: <to laughs> nail You want some beef too, kid?
1: <laughs> Law says I can't I can't give you an autograph, but I can uh, talk to your parents and try and adopt you to take you on tour.
0: Oh, no. I get it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Steven Tyler's a creepy motherfucker.
0: Uh, anyway. rock stars, are.
1: Yeah, they are.
0: So after that wonderful performance, like I yeah. said, you know, they, they start dropping the kids off back <laughs> at their house. Santa zooms off into the distance like it fucking matters at this point. And they have like this moment. And I say this kind of moment because like I know what the movie's trying to do, but mm-hmm. there's no connection between these children whatsoever. And they mm-hmm. just have that like little hug between them like, ah, I'm going to remember this forever. Maybe we should trade information and keep in touch. Nope. No, no. No, they're just like, later. Peace. Billy
1: thought he made friends, but he didn't even get their Facebook.
2: Yeah, and you know Charlie's not going to walk the two blocks to go see Billy on the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> no. Because yeah, no. that's the wrong
1: side of the tracks. Have you been over there? It smells like boiled peanuts.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All he waltzes over the tracks with his really nice bathroom attire, and he's like, oh, you could tell he's from the other side of town. He hasn't got shit all over him.
1: <laughs> Once they start dropping kids off, there's a quote that the conductor tom hanks gives says that's the thing about trains doesn't matter where they're going what matters is that you decide to get on
0: what does that, that mean what, what the fuck does that mean that boggled me actually watching this movie i'm like that's not anywhere close to sincere like that just that's nonsense that
2: is not he- the thing about trains at all he could have been hunter s thompson and said buy the ticket take the ride
0: oh that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> He could have just been just absolutely just a dickhead too. like, that's the thing about trains. They're always late and just pisses off because
1: at least it would have been true. It turns out what happened all along is uh, these four kids, Santa. And by Santa, I really mean Flanders Tom Hanks over here. He snuck into these kids house and doped them up with some nitrous. Now they're all just fucking tripping out.
0: I was sleeping in my bed when the drugs took hold. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We can't stop here. This is Elf Country.
2: This is a NyQuil, <laughs> it's, it's a fucking NyQuil-induced fever dream. No, you can't stop there. It's Hank's Country.
0: Uh, it's too many of
2: them. Too many no. goddamn Hanks. He's going
0: to ask you to give him a kiss. Yes! Oh, no.
1: So, things that we can all agree on that would improve this movie is Tom Waits and Gary Busey. Is it, are we on the right page? <laughs> oh, oh, Busey 10 Santa.
0: 10. Busey Santa.
2: Yes. 100%. So, 110%. They had Joe Pesci elf boss. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason,
1: I had to look into the the IMDb to make sure that that wasn't actually Joe Pesci because he that voice was spot on.
0: They got Joe Schmo instead. I don't know. This movie just kind of wraps up like the the rich kid goes home to his rich family. He gets everything that he possibly wanted.
1: Oh, the, and one more thing. There's there's one more present under there. It's the bell from earlier.
0: Oh wow! What'd you want for Christmas, little Timmy? A bell end credit. But yeah, the big thing is
1: that he can still hear it. His sister can still hear it. Because they believe in the Christmas spirit. The parents are, you know, old and capitalist and all that. So they can't hear it. <laughs> they think the bell is broken.
0: They shake the little bell next to theirs, like, wow, Charlie's
1: kind of dumb. I don't know. Are we supposed to feel, like, happy at that ending? It's just like, all right, he's got a bell.
0: I um- I don't even think happy is the right term this movie wants you to feel, because once more, there's no reference to like this movie being about like the actual Christmas spirit and giving and stuff like that. It's about getting presents on the day of Christmas, period. That's it.
1: Yeah, you're right. Never once is there a situation where like the main boy or Billy or the annoying kid, any of them, is supposed to give anything. They're all in it to get that present.
0: All aboard the Capitol Express.
2: Yeah, moral of the story, get into vehicles with strange men who offer to take you to see Santa. Make sure they got a mustache, too, that looks like a broom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, All aboard, neighborino. Oh, God. Who wants a mustache ride?
0: Oh, man. On that note. It struggles, man. There are, There's some legitimate whimsy, legitimate charm. Very little bit sprinkled in. It mostly just comes down to the visuals. I mean, whatever was stripped directly from the book itself looks amazing. It makes you want to watch that movie. Not the one that you're actually watching, but the one that it's alluding to. Because, unfortunately, you get some really scary shit. <laughs> <laughs> For the lack of a better term. Because the uncanny valley with these characters has never been wider you don't feel wholesome and the message is completely garbage i will give this movie absolutely one thing and that is the score is absolutely flawless
1: i might be alone in this but honestly despite its shortcomings i actually liked this i've talked a lot of shit about all the negative things about this movie but honestly it is whimsical it's a fun ride It doesn't make any sense at all. But if I was a child watching this, I'd be having a good time. There is that uncanny valley aspect that we've picked apart a lot. For sure, it's there. But if you can look
2: past that, it's enjoyable. It is, at least to me. But for me, this movie was cute. You do smirk a little bit, it's a tough fucking watch if you're actually looking <laughs> for a movie if you're just looking to have something on in the background that feels like christmas it's going to fill the void
0: yeah man shame on
2: me for looking for a movie in this movie <laughs> no 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 i'm with you i mean it was bad i didn't i didn't care for it but you go hey eh, it's christmas
1: yeah i think if you're just looking for like a christmas movie and a ride this is what you want this is i mean it's not it's not far at least
0: yeah i guess so cuz it's not really mean spirited or anything so
2: all right whatever this is 100 that movie that would be on while you know interrupted by commercials you and your sibling play in the floor it's in the background while your mom cooks dinner that's that's the movie
1: or like after all the presents have been opened and everything you're just sitting around the house with family the tv is on it's on the polar express you're paying a little bit of attention but mostly you're just playing with your new shit
0: Nintendo 64!
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> well, there you have it. That's the Polar Express. If you have any strong feelings about the movie or the show, leave it in the comment section below.
1: Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Hit the little bell icon, too, so you know what we've got
2: brewing up next. Get out there and follow us on the social media. we got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, YouTubes. And thanks to the Anchor app, we're out there on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, just to name a couple. If you don't, at least check us out. We'll have the uh, the cult of the sleigh bell from this film get <laughs> their train and come abduct you. Stupid, sexy Flanders. So,
1: <laughs> there we go.